JT. We are live here from Radio Row. Another show coming up here on Wednesday, and it's a big one as we open it up here. Ready to roll here on Raider Nation Radio. We're supposed to get Shannon Sharp coming up here momentarily, so I want to make sure we didn't play the intro, the open up the show, and we can just fly in and get this thing rolling right out of the gate. Welcome in, man. I had one of the best lineups of my career last night. You'll hear some of that, and we got a big one lined up here as we open up the show. So as we get going, just want to make sure that we hear from everybody and get everybody going here as it's ready to roll. There we go. Q is fantastic as the headset is now up and running, and we're ready to go. So you know the program, everybody. If I call on you, call to action to come on in here. You know the phone number. I'd start dialing now. We're going to be real tight here as we open up the show. 702-365-9200 is the number. Hit me up and get right into the show via Twitter, at JT the Brick, and let's get rolling there. And let's have some fun today because my heart is in a really good place. I just did two hours on the Raiders YouTube, which is airing. Right now as we speak, you go to the Raiders YouTube, you can see all of that there. You'll have a great time there. I'll be there also tomorrow. And then Friday, we have the live remote at Cafe Americano, which is going to be a lot of fun there too. So Friday, need you to show up with me. And a little bit, we just had Anthony Munoz on. You're going to hear about that in a little bit. They're going to have a Hall of Fame Bart Starr breakfast that morning. So a lot of Hall of Famers are going to be right there at Caesars, and we'll be able to see them during our radio remote which will come on at noon. Noon to 2 Friday, we are live from Caesars, and we're really excited about that. Also, very quickly, we're brought to you by Grimaldi's. Grimaldi's really stepped up with an unbelievable promotion for us to sponsor Radio Row. We got a lot of other sponsors here, but this is a big one for us as we open it up. We love Grimaldi's. Grimaldi's proud partner of our show as we're ready to roll here too. So that's it. I think we're all talking about the same topic. How to beat Kansas City. How do we beat Kansas City? How do we get it done with Kansas City? And how do we do that and make sure it is not a painful opportunity to get it done and watch Kansas City win this thing as we get going? Shannon Sharp is kind enough to join us as they are wheeling him around. Radio Row, he's joined me in Super Bowl's past. Good to see you again. What's up, bro? Thanks for taking, ah, for thanks taking for care me. of my son on the road to Dallas, too. I uh, no problem, that. bro. No problem. Good to see you. Uh, your heart, your place, your heart and your place are in a good spot right now. What is your passion about life as a broadcaster? Uh, I love the freedom that I have. I love the independence. Uh, it's something that I never thought I would do. be as a, as a business owner <laughs> and, and be responsible not only for everything that comes in or out, but be responsible for it people that work under my umbrella so it's something that i've embraced it's something that i'm proud of and uh um, and hopefully my the the people that work for me um even though they work for me they look at me as as a friend and and as long as we get our job done we're going to have fun but I, i i really like the space that i'm in I like the opportunity that I've been presented with and uh, that I've been able to capitalize on. One of the things I love about you now and the space you're in, when one door closes and it didn't close, but you went to over with my friend Stephen A. Yes. And you embraced it. Mm-hmm. You embraced it. And look at it now and look at how your social media continues to grow in all your businesses. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, Stephen A has been very great to me. ESPN has been very good to me. Um, when I left when I left Fox and uh, – I was able to partner with the volume and Colin Cowherd, and uh, uh, he's been a, he's been a great partner. Um, he's been he's he's always been great to me. Um, 
And uh, so I'm very appreciative pre- appreciative of that. And I'm really appreciative of uh, Stephen A. giving me the opportunity along with uh, uh, ESPN. So I really appreciate that also. But I'm appreciative of on my team and all the hard work that we put in in order to build Nightcap and Club Shay Shay up to what we have them going. And I love you're always talking about your grandmother. Mm-hmm. Every speech, you just did one in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And it gets emotional, doesn't it, Shannon, when it, you get a chance to talk about your family? It, really, it really does because uh, there's no question in my mind I'm not here without her um i'm not here without her prayers without her love without uh god looking down on me and uh everything every chance i get i just want to let her know that that what a wonderful job that she did and uh, how proud i am um, and i hope she's proud of the man that i've been able to come and i was glad that she was able to see uh, uh a part of my career she watched me i have 43 years with her and she saw every from high school to college to to the Broncos, to the Ravens, back to the Broncos, to CBS, and to see me go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So I'm very, very thankful to have had Mary Porter in my life, and there's no question in my mind I'm not the man and I'm not the person I am without her. I can tell. I'll let you go on this one. How does Kelsey get 11 targets and 11 receptions against your former team, Baltimore, who failed in not guarding him and not hitting him at the line? If you were playing in that game, you'd be doubled and bracketed. How did that happen? Well, nobody really bangs on the tight end anymore and so there are a lot of free releases but to give him credit because i'll be he didn't i he'll tell you he didn't have the type of season the regular season that he would have liked he had a couple of drops that he'd normally come down with but the one thing that you know about trav is that the bigger the game the bigger the moment the bigger that he'll come through and he he he's been unbelievable and that's what i love most about him is that he plays at this level in the regular season, and he goes to another level in the postseason. And that's the mark of a true great, great player when you can elevate your play even though you're playing at the highest level to begin with. Jamie Fritz turned 50. I was there. You had some stuff you had to do uh, Yeah, so celebrate his 50th so he doesn't have to stress Super Bowl, okay? Yeah, but the, the thing is I've known him since he was probably nine. Nah, uh, I, how, how long have I known you? 96? No, you started working. You, you came with Orny in 99? Yeah, 99. So you was what? 25? 25 yeah. years. Yeah. So he was 25. He didn't have he didn't have any gray. Well, hey. <laughs> he wasn't married. He didn't have no kids. He didn't have nothing. He could just stay out all night and party. Now he got to go home by 8. His wife his wife sang at his party. His wife sang and blew, blew the roof off of everything. How you make Nicky? Did you pay? <laughs> That's great. Yeah, he's asking, Did you did pay Nicky to wife? sing at your birthday party? I didn't pay her, no. no. <laughs> what kind of bull, bull job is that? She put on a hell nah, of a she got, show. No, 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 speech Speech don't pay no bills. Money pay bills. <laughs> We're going to let you go. Thank appreciate you, man. it, man. Have a good one. Appreciate you making time. All right, no problem. You. Thanks to the whole team, man. Appreciate it there. All right, Ross, we got time for you. Shannon, Shannon jumped in at the top of the hour, and we got you here. And I'm thrilled because we've been talking to – Ross Tucker, a bunch this year. Thrilled to have you, man. When you see your size and his size, those are two big men that I'm handed headsets off to. Yeah, you know, uh, Shannon, man, he works out a lot still. It's very, yeah. very clear. It's very impressive. Good to finally see you in person, it is, JT. It is. You've been on with me a lot, and I really respect the platforms and what you're doing. And this is a good space for you here because this is my 26th radio row. And I look at all this, and it kind of went from podcasts back to radio again. And I've been telling everybody this, Ross. If a radio station or a company couldn't put you at this one in Vegas, they don't deserve to be in business because everybody wants to get to Vegas, right? There's no question about it. 
And you're hustling, man. You, how, how many different shows do you yeah, have? I, I did uh, SiriusXM at night and uh, Raiders during the morning and then my regular show here in Vegas during the day. So I'm triple dipping. Are you serious? Yeah, but I'll be in Maui next week. So I want to just pound through a couple of days here. But tell us tell us what you think of the game because the last time I talked to you, you were in Baltimore, correct? Yeah. We discussed that and we talked already about Kelsey 11 for 11 on the targets. Now knowing that and we go to Kittle. Now Kittle and his ability here to be a valve for Purdy to throw to or maybe dominate with Kittle in this game if they're going to try to take Ayuk or Debo a little bit out of the game. Well, so I think it has to be a really big game for Kittle and McCaffrey. You know, they're not like household names, JT, but the Chiefs' corners are good. Yeah. I mean, McDuffie in the slot's really good. Um Legereus Sneed is is a star, I think. I think he's one of the top yeah. five corners in the league. You know, he's a guy that the next couple of years people will talk about him like that. But because he wasn't a highly drafted guy, people don't look at him like that or reference him in that way at this point. So I think if you're the Niners, why do you want to attack the best part of the Chiefs defense? Which, by the way, is what the Ravens did. And I still don't understand why they did that at all. They went out three wide receivers 63% of the time, and they're trying to throw the ball against the Chiefs' corners, which are the best part of the Chiefs' defense. Why were we led to believe that Kansas City was going to have a drop-off on defense? Because the offense, after Tyreek Hill left, it's now been a couple of years, but you know, working for the Raiders, I never expected Kansas City's defense to be this good. I respect Spagnola a lot. You know him. I didn't think they'd play at this level. They are peaking at the right time when I thought the Ravens and the Niners' defense would be better. I'm blown away by what they're doing in their scheme. Totally agree. They've been extremely impressive. And I'm not sure they're, like, loaded from a talent standpoint. I mean, Chris Jones is a really good player. Karloftis was an excellent pick. You know, you know who doesn't get enough credit, JT, is Brett Veach, their GM. I mean, you look at their defense and the amount of guys – like, Sneed was what, like a fourth-round pick? Right. Jalen Watson's like a sixth-round pick. You go right down the line, and it's crazy impressive what they've gotten out of those guys. Uh, Nick Bolton, I mean, you go right down yeah. the line. They're all very, very good players without having to get them top ten picks. Right. Ross Tucker's our guest. Uh, MyFrontPageStory.com. I've been talking to him about this for a while. We'll get to it in a second. Key to the game. You're a trenches guy. I look at Trent Williams on one side, Bosa. Really surprised that Young didn't play that well in that last game and wasn't pursuing the ball. What was that all about, coming from the commanders to play for a Super Bowl and you're not running and pursuing? That blew me away, but what do you think? It wasn't just him. Right. I saw where Tyshawn Gibson came out and said that, you know, our effort wasn't acceptable. What are you talking about? It's the NFC Championship game. How is anybody's effort even a little bit into question? Drives me absolutely crazy. It's like insulting that we're talking about effort in an NFC Championship game. And your question about the key to the game, I don't have. I, I, I can't imagine the 49ers winning the game unless they win the battle up front both okay. sides of the ball. I mean, and by the way, I don't have confidence that they will. I, I'm, I said this on the Even Money, my betting podcast. I think it's crazy that the Niners are favored in this game. I mean, I think if they played ten times, I think the Chiefs would win seven or eight. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, the the Niners were fortunate to win both their playoff games. Very fortunate. I can name six players, uh, six plays in the Packers game. If it went the other way, they would have lost. And then, conversely, you look at 
the Lions game, the Lions were dominating, absolutely dominating. So I think it's pretty wild that the Niners are favored, but you know how that goes. That goes over the course of the season, and so whatever. But I go by more what I've seen lately. What I've seen lately is the Chiefs are the better team. I love you mentioned gambling in the podcast. This is really important, the connection we're going to make right here. I've lived in Vegas. I've lived in Vegas. I'm based out of here forever, 25 years with the Raiders. I don't gamble, but I put a lot of gamblers on the radio. You got a really nice space going forward here because guys who are in their early 20s and mid-20s, they have no money to gamble. So when they go on these shows and say, I'm on this, I'm driving around, he goes, I'm on this team. I go, what do you mean you're on? Is that five bucks? Is that 20? You're a guy who's been successful yeah. giving picks out. Where is that business side going for you when you know you have to be transparent as a guy who's a broadcaster, plus you're going to give picks, you're going to talk about games, and you played in the league because people are going to want to know your win percentage. Yeah, it's a great point, and we have a guy, he's actually from Australia. So my, my co-host on the Even Money Betting Podcast okay. is Steve Fezzik. He's a local oh, I, local Fezzik. Vegas guy. He won the Super Contest twice. Yes, yeah. he, he's my co-host. That's great. And we have a guy from Australia, actually, uh, Sean Grady. Grades, he grades us every week, and we're one of the only shows, JT. We actually, every week, we go over our results. It's only a 25-minute show, and the first five minutes, maybe even ten, we go over our results from the week before. Right. So for the year, I'm only up three units. Uh, it's not a great year. Um, Fezzik's up 29 units. He's had a better year. But over the track record, we're both way up over time. But you would agree you have to do that. You have to show your picks and be transparent. A I thousand percent. Because there are people. I'm driving around the road listening to people. They only tell us they're winners. We don't know that they're 38% on the year. Yeah, we go over the losers. We I go over that. all of it. We love tell them that, that 54% is the goal. Yeah. We tell them how hard it is. it is. It is hard. It's really, really hard. My sister's birthday is today. My sister Dana, she's perfect for me today for my frontpagestory.com. That I is awesome. My, I miss my sister. She's on the other side of the country. What can I do for anniversaries, birthdays, and do something to Or how about Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day a week from now? Valentine's Day coming up. Yeah. So my sister's birthday, Valentine's Day. Tell us all about it. I've, you've told me the story in the past, but our audience. And now you actually get to see it in person. Yeah. It's called myfrontpagestory.com. You talk to one of their writers for, I don't know, 10 minutes while you're driving yeah. home from work. Or you can fill out an email. And they write this unbelievable story, JT. I mean, it looks like it's on the cover of the newspaper, framed, beautiful. And the key is when you give it to her, to say to your sister or somebody for Valentine's Day, I want to do something special for you. I had a story written about you. Like, that just sounds amazing. And then when they actually read it, I'm telling you, dude, it's like next-gen stats. Like, 50% of them cry when they read right. the story. It's, it's something about up. seeing it in black and white and holding it and it being tangible. Highly recommend it. MyFrontPageStory.com. MyFrontPageStory.com. And you got a buddy of yours who owns the company, right? So Yeah, well, I, I, I'm, and I'm an investor now. Good. He yeah. started it, but I'm a big believer and so now I'm a part of it as well. Because honestly, like, I've given it for, people have given it for Mother's Day and Father's Day and the holidays. And people maybe when they go into a senior community, I mean, you know, employees, there's a lot of different ways you can use it. It's pretty awesome. MyFrontPageStory.com. Thanks, Ross. I'm really excited about your career going forward. You Thank you, man. Platforms going. I love that you have yeah. me on. I love yeah, to be on. It's very cool. Often. Good to see you in person. Good to see you, my friend. Thank there you. He is. Ross Tucker, kind enough to join us. And go check out MyFrontPageStory.com. It is really good. He's an investor in that. And one of his buddies also runs the company. Seven-year NFL vet, played for Washington. The Cowboys, the Bills, and the Patriots. Thanks again to Shannon Sharp. That is classic Radio Row right there. You don't know if you're going to get him. You get him, and he has to go right now. So we get him on there, and he was fantastic overall. Great start to the show. 
Howie Long will join us today. We'll have Howie Long on. Uh, Tim Brown, the Hall of Fame wide receiver, also going to join us as we open this up. Now, Ross made some really good points on the aspects of the tight ends, the offensive line. The big takeaway from that interview, he says that he thinks Kansas City's a much better team. Not a better team, a much better team. Said if they played 10 times, he thinks he wins easily, Andy Reid, seven times there. All right, I got to get out here. We got to come back. We started really fast. I want to reset, figure out what we're going to do next. We are live from Radio Row in beautiful Mandalay Bay. want to tell you about the Christopher Mad Dog Russo dinner I went to last night. There'll be a lot of name dropping here, man, because if I don't name drop, no one's going to name drop me. So I'm going to name drop some coming up. And we'll get you your phone calls coming up, 702-365-9200. I want your Super Bowl pick. That's what I want, your Super Bowl pick. And hopefully it's not Kansas City. And I'll have a great weekend if the Chiefs lose. I want them to lose really bad. I think Taylor's fan base is absolutely unbelievable. Her, the, the support they give her, the support that they give, what she supports and what she uh, loves in uh, in this world um, or, or wants to support. It's just been um, it's been awesome to see, you know, the NFL expand in that regard and hear um, just how many uh, young girls are are getting into the game of football, um, are enjoying those moments with their fathers and their loved ones. Um, it's been awesome to hear. JT back with you live from Radio Row. Howie Long coming up here momentarily. Stick around for that as we are brought to you by Modelo. Friday, I'm at Cafe Americana. There will be buckets of Modelo for everybody who shows up. Noon to 2, Cafe Americano brought to you by Modelo. We're looking for you. That was Travis Kelsey now acknowledging the Swifties and how great the Swifties have been to her and him and all of that. That's one of the main reasons we need Kansas City to lose this game. All of the nonsense that's being covered with Kansas City in this town is, is, is taking me to the breaking point. So the last thing I want to hear is at the stage of the Super Bowl to see Taylor Swift holding up the Lombardi in Mark Davis's building, and there's a chance that could happen. So Kansas City needs to go down at all costs. Callers are lining up. Appreciate you joining us from Radio Row. Again, brought to you by the DeCastaverde Law Group. If you get into an accident, 702-222-9999. We appreciate their support. As we go to Darius in Vegas. Darius, start us off. What's happening? Darius, are you there? That is better for me because I have Howie Long ready to join us as we open up the show. He said Bobby says he is there. Uh, I'm here. I'm here. Yes, go ahead, please. Thank you. Sorry, man. My boots are connected. But, yeah, I'm just wanted to represent the Raider uh, Nation lady. You know, we're not there, but we're going to be in the building. It's going to be a tough one for us. But uh, we're here. You know, I want to say I, want, I call, call for the first time. Listen all the time, man. So Thank you, Darius. Appreciate the call. Thanks for checking in. Thank you so much. Everybody's against the Chiefs. That's one thing we accomplished this week. Uh, I've been doing a lot of these interviews, and we're able to get another big one over the phone because my friend in the building, Howie Long Jr., got me his dad. Howie Long is kind enough to join us, and Howie Jr. gets you on the phone for me. I appreciate it. How are you? I know you're home. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate you. Yes, it's the Howie. I really appreciate you doing this. Young Howie must have texted me three times because he knows his dad is forgetful. Well, and, you know, I've seen him in the building 
since Alameda and we become great friends. And then on top of it, he just gets married. And I know how important that was to you and your lovely wife to have that great event for such a great family here. And I just want to take our time out to say he's special to me because I watch him grind every day at work and he loves his family. And now he's got a beautiful wife to build a family with. Yeah, we had a, you know, Eric is a, is a really great gal. She's a lot of fun. Uh, not intimidated by, by me or us or anyone in the family, which is really refreshing and nice. And we had the wedding up in Montana and it was a great event. So he, uh, he, uh, he really likes you a lot. So, uh, he, he called today and asked if I could come on and happy to do it. I'm happy you could do it here. I just talked to Antonio Pierce, had a nice interview with him, and all of a sudden he is just a ball of energy. And you know this from media and Radio Rose and what you do at the highest level of Fox. Very interesting to see someone who played, won a Super Bowl, becomes an interim coach, starts winning, and then has the locker room in the palm of his hands to go to Mark Davis and get that job. How would you see that whole process, Howie? Well, uh, you know, I, I think I think that – perspective he had you know from a couple of years ago when you've got an interim coach and you know you end up making a late run and getting into the playoffs and um seemed to really have kind of created a culture and identity and you know it's it's rare those guys that get up, can't get up in front of the room and galvanize you know people from every walk of life and you know every part of the country you know religion, everything. It's, it's, it's a real talent and a gift to be able to get up in front of the room and, and kind of captivate that group and create a culture and an identity. And, and I think they had that at that point. And, you know, I, I don't blame Mark for swinging for the fences at that point, <clears throat> you know, and I, I think, you know, he's, he's getting, he gets advice from a, a number of different people and, uh, and, and I think, uh, as it turns out, you know, and the thing that I like about Antonio is Antonio grew up in, in LA, right by the stadium, was a big Raider fan, loved the identity of the team, loved the culture, all that grew up, wanted to be a Raider, ends up going to the Giants winning the Super Bowl. Michael Strand told me he's the smartest player that he ever played with, uh, football wise. And, you know, mm-hmm. he just you play with a few guys like that, that are, that are unique, that, you know, that for whatever reason, whether a Mike Rabel kind of guy, you know, where, mm-hmm. you know, he can create an identity. He, he embraces the culture of, you know, the history of the team, but, you know, makes it very clear. And, you know, he and I have communicated about this. It, it, mm-hmm. It's time for this generation to make their own identity and create their own history. And, uh, you know, part of that is the culture and the identity of the team. Howie Long is our guest. Uh, Knowing how close Coach Madden was to Andy Reid and all the times you've covered an Andy Reid Super Bowl or a big game, what do you like about his leadership now with losing coaches and reloading again? It's obviously a lot of Mahomes and Kelsey, but Howie, what what do you look at when you look down on this and see this about what Andy Reid does right from the Philadelphia years now to the Hunt family in Kansas City? Well, I, I've always been an admirer of, of Andy's, and you know we've had the good fortune to cover him through all those you know playoff runs and championship games and the Super Bowl, etc. <clears throat> he's you know he is an authentic guy. He's a guy that 
um, can certainly get up. When Andy speaks, and Andy doesn't have to really, you know, belt it out to get people's attention, particularly in that room. And that's important. You know, he's, he's brilliant. He's a brilliant coach, uh, former offensive lineman. Uh, everyone's seen the pump, pass, and kick video, which is, yep. you know, kind of <laughs> very funny. But, you know, he comes from a background of offensive line, West Coast offense. And, you know, there's so many different iterations of the West Coast offense. There's the, you know, the, the Bill Walsh, it's, it's, it's Mike Shanahan. Now it's Kyle Shanahan. It's Sean McVay. It's, you know, you name it. There's, there's a number of different branches on that tree. And, and I, and I think all of them have taken unique approaches to what they like, you know, Kyle Shanahan's offense doesn't look like Andy Reid's offense. There are elements to it that it does, but you're lucky when you, one, you, you, you get a Donovan McNabb and you're able to get the kind of talent they created in Philadelphia and, and make those runs. And, and, and now Patrick is just on a different, he's on a different level. Um, you know, the numbers are staggering at the beginning of his career and, you know, appearances in the Super Bowl and, he just seems to be a guy that, you know, it's interesting because when they had that moment on, you know, the officiating calls that were made or, or weren't made in the Green Bay game the previous week and then when they played mm-hmm. Buffalo uh, in, in uh, I think it was in Kansas City, <clears throat> um, he was, Patrick had a kind of a, a moment. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we, we all have moments and some of us have more moments than others. And I, I thought it was really interesting, the reaction, you know, around the media of, you know, the worst thing he's ever done. Oh, my God. You know, it was incredible. Patrick is a guy that has been, you know, so much has been thrown on. He's had so much success. And I, and I think that relationship with Andy in particular um, has has been one where he's He's kind of cultivated, you know, his demeanor, you know, Patrick's, the way he deals with the media. He always seems to say the right thing. He always handles it the right way. It's not me, it's we, it's, you know, maybe I could throw that ball a little bit better on that drop. You know, our guys are talented. You know, they work really hard. They're going to come around. And sure enough, you know, I mean, this is a team that was, I think, 11 or 12, negative 12 in turnovers. They led the league in drops. Uh, mm-hmm. Penalties were a big issue. And they seem to have gotten it cleaned up. And I think week 18, when Travis took week 18 off and some key guys took week 18 off, listen, when you make as many runs as they've made and play as many games as they've played, um, it wears you down. You know, you, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of miles on those tires particularly with Travis, because they've leaned on him so much. <clears throat> and then Travis takes the week off and looks like the Energizer Bunny in the playoffs. Uh, it's been a really great – it's been a great perspective, you know, from my standpoint to watch it and then to have our son Kyle went up there and played for a year and unfortunately had a, a significant injury that was season-ending. I did make it back at the end of the year, but ended up not getting in. Uh, but loved the culture, loved Andy, loved everything about it. As a matter of fact, he just went back up there uh, on Saturday 
and uh, sat down for CBS and interviewed the entire offensive line. So wow. it's, you know, I've, I, I've always appreciated Andy from afar. I've covered him. I've interacted with him. And, you know, to have a son be in the building and reaffirm, you know, what I believed was the culture in the building. And it's, it's exactly that. Howie, last one, as we got a few moments left here. I want to, you know, your, your Super Bowl, Super Bowl 18, you had Lester and Mike Haynes pitching a shutout. You and Lyle had to yeah. get out of the cab and walk in. Marcus left the MVP car there. I mean, that's one of the greatest teams of all time. And we're at Super Bowl 58, and this was Super Bowl 18. How does it feel to be a part of a, a team that stands the test of time? Because you look back on that team and Coach Flores and everything you've accomplished, it's still talked about as one of the greatest, not only teams of all time, but one of the greatest Super Bowl games of all time. Well, uh, you know, first it's, it's, it starts at the top. It's, it's Al, it's, it's Ron Wolf, it's, it's Tom Flores who was, you know, as much a father figure to younger players as he was a coach. And he was a guy that, again, like Andy Reid, didn't yell a lot. When he did, you yeah. certainly listened. And it, it's, it takes a unique individual to coach that. We had some characters on that team. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was just a different <laughs> world there. And, and Tom had a way of handling everyone in the room from, whether it's from Ted Hendricks to Mike Kane to Lester Hayes to Matt Millen to, you know, Marcus Allen to Cliff Branch to, you know, Jim Plunkett. You know, it, I could go on and on and on. Lyle Alzado. Um, it was a team of characters. It was a team of great players. Uh, we had lost to Washington earlier in the year and, and, and ended up uh, – We I thought we physically styles make fights and, and certainly I think – Styles make football games, and you know our team was a team that matched up with a Washington team that had set a scoring and yards record yeah. that stood till the Chris Carter, Randy Moss, Minnesota Vikings. That's a long time. Yes. Wow. Well, hey, Howie, thank you. I don't know what your plans are. I think I know a little bit from Super Bowl from talking to your son, but. Uh, hopefully the weather clears out. You come in with your wife, see some family, and see the spectacle of Las Vegas and your friend Mark Davis now having a stadium that could host the Super Bowl. Always a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Thank you. I listen to you in the truck occasionally when I'm driving around. <laughs> there he is, Howie Long. Obviously that was from last night, uh, one of our big interviews on Radio Row. Last night I threaded the needle like we've never done before. We had... Howie Long, Stephen A. Smith, Moose Johnson, Warren Moon, and Tim Brown, all in one show. So we'll reposition some of that so you can hear it here on Raider Nation Radio. Coming up live, Jim McMahon, the funky QB from the 85 Bears, is going to join us here live. Also, Anthony Munoz. We love Anthony Munoz, and we just had Ross Tucker and Shannon Sharp on live. As we are live from Radio Row, we're thanking all of our partners who are jumping in. We appreciate everyone, including Remy Martin. Team up for excellence with Remy. As you know, Remy Martin's got a big deal going on because they got Usher at halftime. So all the activations that Remy Martin has throughout this great event, we thank them for their support of our show. We could not have been down here without Remy Martin. They're giving us a lot of access this week outside the property. Remy Martin, team up for excellence with everything they do for us here on the other side. This show's going to go fast, so if you want to jump in, 702-365-9200. Coming up next, 
We're going to talk to Sam Munson. Uh, Sam is fantastic. As you know what Sam Munson does, he's with PFF. I normally have him on every Monday. He wasn't able to do Monday because they traveled in here on Tuesday. So we'll have Sam Munson coming up on the other side. We'll talk to him. And then next hour, Jim McMahon and Tim Brown join us. That's pretty good. So we're excited about that as we continue on. JT, live from Radio Row, brought to you by Remy Martin, Team Up for Excellence. We're starting off hot, and I love it. That is the question I've been wanting to, ooh. So, it's fun, you see everything online, and everyone's talking about, we want Cody, or Roman and The Rock. You know what, I'm a huge Cody Rhodes fan. I like Roman Reigns, The Rock, A. He coined the term, the people's tight end, so I'm indebted to The Rock, huge fan of him. Honestly, my dream would be like, uh, kind of a setup. Roman shows up, I saw this online. Roman shows up, signs a contract, Cody's on the other side, The Rock referees. Wouldn't that be fun and special? Let's that's, that's that's make it fun and interesting. That was not my own idea, but I thought it was really cool. JT back live on Radio Row. Sam Munson's joined us all year from PFF. Thanks for stopping by. Good to see you. No problem. Thanks for having me, and good to see you in person. Great to see you in person. How's the travel been? I mean, the weather is not cooperating. It'll clear up a little bit later on, but a Vegas trip for the Super Bowl. How fascinating is that? Yeah, it's cool. It's uh, Vegas is a fascinating city, period, but it's it's – I've only ever been to Vegas in the summer before, right? right? It's the exact opposite. It's strange. <laughs> now, the inside is, is roasting hot. And the outside is freezing cold. Yeah. It's supposed to be the other way around. Absolutely. Hey, yesterday I dealt, we dealt with this whole Kingsbury situation for the Raiders and the work I'm doing now on uh, SiriusXM. We couldn't believe how fans got triggered, Sam, from losing someone who has a losing record right. as a head coach who might be connected to Caleb Williams, who was connected at other times to Patrick Mahomes. Talk about that transition from him leaving the Raiders and ending up in D.C. with the Commanders. Yeah, it's a strange situation. Um, like, the Cliff Kingsbury thing generally is intriguing. Obviously, the connection with Caleb Williams makes him more fascinating than he would be generally if mm -hmm. we were just talking about, you know, a former head coach who's now going back and, and coaching one side of the ball. Um, but even just in terms of his offense, like he ran a very college style of offense, you know, came into the NFL, was going to run pure air raid style of offense, spreading everybody out, running 10, 11 personnel, uh, way more than anybody else. And, and essentially sort of proving that that type of scheme that's so successful at college could work in the NFL now. You know, maybe back in the day we had to go away from it, but now it can function and very quickly. He learned that it couldn't, and he had to change the offense. He had to uh, sort of abandon all those empty formations and mm -hmm. 10 personnel, had to go much more conventionally into an NFL type of system, modify it. But he, he kind of stopped evolving it, and he didn't do a lot of the things that most offenses do. And in this world where everybody is sort of running the Shanahan system and there's all the pre-snap motion and there's moving your best players around to get favorable matchups, Kingsbury didn't do that kind of stuff, and he would just leave New Hopkins. You're playing left wide receiver. Wow. You're going to line up in the same spot every single time. We're not going to move you around to find the favorable matchup. And, you know, the idea is you it's easier to leave him there. Nobody has to think. Everyone knows where they're supposed to be, and you're going to out-execute the defense by doing that. I just don't think that works at the NFL level. Defenses mm. are too good. You don't win with that little margin of error. You don't win by the, the, the out-executing them. 
you win by causing matchup problems. You win by actually going the other way and saying, we're going to move him around. We're going to make him difficult to find. We're going to get him matched up on a slot corner or a linebacker and make you deal with him that way. So I'm curious to see, independent of everything else, like has his offense evolved now that he's had a, a break away from the game and had time to think about it outside of the day-to-day hectic, you know, got to get ready for the next team, got to do the install, got to right. work on personnel. Now he's had time to sort of reflect and figure out what went wrong. Has he demonstrated this offense is going to evolve? Great analysis. Sam Munson from PFF. So let's, I'm confused about Eric Bieniemy, and I've reached out to a few GMs who I've contacted on this. And look, we, I don't think he does a great interview. He's proven that over these opportunities. He had a little bit of a track record in college that he's atoned for. Worked with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, and now he's gone. And I'm saying to myself, where is, I thought he would be in the cycle for a head coach two cycles ago. He right. wasn't in this one. And you and I talked about this every week this year, that Belichick and Vrabel and Pete Carroll weren't in the cycle. Yeah. So it's not really a slap in the face to be enemy. What is his path to you after being released by the commanders? Where does he end up? It's tough. This was his opportunity to prove that he could do all this outside of the environment of Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, right. the Chiefs, you know, everything that gone well. And some things worked. I mean, certainly the first half of the season in Washington, Sam Howell was playing well. Mm -hmm. The offense was productive. It was pretty prolific. They were putting up a lot of – they were moving the ball really well. And if if everything had just stopped then, I think Eric Biennemi would have had a good case and Mm -hmm. could have sort of said, look – I can do it. I can bring this offense elsewhere. It's, it's me as well as those guys. We're all part of the same coaching tree. I should be in the head coaching hire. And then Sam Howell's play fell off an absolute right. cliff. cliff. He played terribly towards the, the back end of the season. The offense generally started to collapse, and everything went wa- wrong in Washington. And I think he's just found himself as, well, it didn't work out, you know. And, and now it's just sort of reinforcing the reasons that everybody had to not hire him in the first place. He's in a tough spot. He I, I mean, he's going to have to find another – I think offensive coordinator position and try and do it again somewhere else because he's not getting a head coaching job at the moment. And whatever. the deck chairs for offensive coordinator are pretty lean right, right. now. Sam Munson is our guest. Let's get to the game. I was shocked that they didn't guard Kelsey. 11 targets, 11 receptions. That is unacceptable from an elite coach like John Harbaugh. The install had to be Kelsey at some point. They let him run like a doe in the forest. He would run a 10-yard in route. No one was there. How could that have happened with such a physical defense in Baltimore? And how does Greenlaw and Warner in San Francisco correct that as they're prepping for the game? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the big question for the 49ers defense is how aggressive are they going to be at taking away Kelsey but also Rasheed Rice? Because Mm -hmm. if you go beyond those two, the Chiefs just aren't targeting anybody else. I mean, those two have combined, I think, for 50 targets in the Mm -hmm. playoffs. The next guy is under 10. Like, they don't throw the ball anywhere else unless they're forced to. And teams have, in the past, taken away two Chiefs targets. When they had Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, it didn't happen very often, but the Giants did it to them one time, where they came in with a game plan that was very specifically, post-snap, we're going to drop the safeties down, or we're going to bracket cover both those guys Mm -hmm. and force you to go somewhere else with the ball, anywhere else. That guy will be one-on-ones. It'll be a favorable matchup, but you've got to do it. And that caused the Chiefs problems in that game, even though it was only the Giants at that point. I think the 49ers have to do something similar and just force them to go anywhere else with the football because playoff Mahomes is a real thing. He Mm -hmm. elevates his game to a different level. Playoff Kelsey seems to be a real thing as well. So you've got to do that Bill Belichick style of game plan and say, we're going to make you win with somebody else. I love the fact that you said that, Sam. It's the Belichick style of taking one player away. 
But then how does that help a player like Pacheco? What do you think his game could be here if that's what we both assume could happen where they concentrate more on Kelsey and keep an eye with the safety over the top on Rice? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it'll impact that too much because mm-hmm. I think the way you're going to – the way you I would attack those two guys and try and take them away is by sort of bringing safeties closer down, certainly post-snap and, and almost bracket covering them, at which point they're moving towards the line of scrimmage. They're, they're kind of attacking the run anyway, at least on the way to that, that bracket assignment. So I don't think it would impact Pacheco's game too much, but it would mean guys like Marquez Valdez-Scantling are going to yeah. be one-on-one all game long, right? And – He's inconsistent. He'll drop passes, but he's dangerous. Yeah. He's big, fast, long, and can make plays downfield. And Mahomes will give him a chance, and any one of them could break you know, a game for a big touchdown. It's going to create opportunities for those other guys, but I think we've seen all season long, that's the risk you want to take as a defense. You want to say, let's make those guys beat us because for most of the year, they haven't. Okay, they've come good in the playoffs mm-hmm. so far, but I would take that chance before I took the chance that you know, maybe Kelsey won't have a good game. Right. Sam Munson is our guest. Walk me through when you break down the throws of Purdy. What's impressed you from hash to hash, the deep pass, the dump down, the wheel route? Give me the evolution of Purdy as you look at it at PFF and what's most improved. So this season he got a lot better um, Mm -hmm. over the course of the year. In the playoffs he hasn't played particularly well at all. The first game was in the rain. I don't know how much of that was a factor. Mm -hmm. We've now got evidence of two games where he's played in wet conditions. He was bad in both of them. You know, the Cleveland game earlier in the season Mm -hmm. and then this playoff game. So maybe that's he just can't throw well in the rain. Um, The second game didn't have those excuses, and that was a little bit more, I guess, concerning if you're sort of analyzing where he is right now. His biggest asset is late in the down, improvising. It's interesting. I think that's why... He's such a good fit for this offense, and he's better in it than Jimmy Garoppolo. And the best quarterback that Shanahan has had in it since Matt Ryan, if not as good as Matt Ryan, within the offense. And the reason why is Shanahan's system is so good at making a guy open. It wins by scheme. The play design creates open throws, and everybody has success. You know, Nick Mullins has, like, the same career average per attempt as Aaron Rodgers, right? It's, It's cheat code. But when the offense breaks down... That's when Purdy makes his best plays. It's when the rare occasion, the Shanahan offense, the play doesn't have an answer and it doesn't have a guy wide open. And now there's pressure and the quarterback's got to make something happen. That's when Purdy's actually at his best. So he's taken all the easy stuff, all the low-hanging fruit, all the, the regular boost to a quarterback's production that Shanahan gives him. And right when Shanahan runs out of answers is when Brock Purdy's at his best. So the sum of those two together, I think, is greater than the individual parts tremendous analysis as we are wrapping it up here with Sam Munson I got to wrap this up with what you guys do overall which is incredible this is one of the only sites that I have up during every show because I can reference it in between a call and coming out of a call and use it what's the next evolution of PFF what's the new gadget what's the new secret sauce what's coming up that you can share with us yeah I mean we're constantly looking to evolve in every avenue we we're working on we've doing a lot of things with the teams behind the scenes uh, all 32 teams pay for our services all uh, FBS college teams as well so a lot of it is identifying and helping with roster construction and you know where the edges are and where the value is and, and how to quantify those kinds of things I think the real edge is going to be in drafting we're not going to have the answer we're not going to be able to say look the data says the model says this is the guy you draft but we're going to be able to move the percentages in your favor a little bit and that's it's gambling right this is vegas thank you for everything you were great this year you're a tremendous addition i hope we can do it again next year absolutely thanks for having me 
Thank you, Sam. Sam Munson, fantastic. And that conversation was brought to you by Remy Martin. The Legends Party is the only way to kick off the big game weekend in celebration of the big game. The evening begins with a pre-party, including red carpet entry, meet-and-greet opportunities with NFL legends, special guests, and live performing artists. It's supported and sponsored by Remy Quantro and St. Remy French Brandy on Friday, February 9th at 8 p.m. to 1 a.m. That's Pacific time at Area 15 right here in Las Vegas. Remy Martin, our proud partner here as we continue on live from Radio Row. Next hour, another big hour lined up. I'm done doing nights the rest of the week. Uh, Quickly wanted to tell you, last night we got off after that incredible guest lineup. Headed over to the Golden Steer for the SiriusXM dinner hosted by Christopher Mad Dog Russo, who's on with Stephen A. on first take. So anyway, we went in there last night. I live in Vegas. Most of the people inside at the dinner have never been to the Golden Steer. Never been. I've only been there twice. One of the top three meals of my life. Of my life. It was absolutely insane. The service there, the steak, everything they had, the seafood towers. Look, man. I don't name drop a lot of steakhouses because I got a couple I go to that are my go-to. But this was Christopher Mad Dog Russo last night hosting us. He hosted about 25 people from everybody who works on the channel, from production, back of the house, host, and all of that. I was lucky to get invited to it and had one of the more memorable, memorable nights I've ever had at a Super Bowl early in the week at a great meal. So I wanted to thank a dog, Christopher Mad Dog Russo, to be a part of that team and be a part of that night last night was very memorable. It wasn't a late night, but it was a fulfilling night in more ways than one. We had a great time. So the parties are going to start kicking off tonight. I'll be with Shannon Sharp, who joined us earlier. He's got a big event in town. Uh, tomorrow night we're promoting Ditka Jaws, so Ron Jaworski, Mike Ditka, Brian Erlacher. That party's over at the M, the cigar party, which I think is one of the better parties in town. If you want to go, I think there's tickets still available. Contact the M Resort Spawn Casino. If you're in Vegas and want to go to a really good party, I'm not going anywhere else other than that on Thursday night. It's a fantastic event. It's a cigar party. All the spirits, drinks, modellos, whatever you want are going to be there. That'll be Thursday night. Uh, wife and I are going to see Luke Combs, who pulled off with Tracy Chapman fast car at the Grammys. He's playing over at the Chelsea at Cosmopolitan. And then we have our event Friday afternoon, noon to 2 at Cafe Americano. That's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm giving you a warning to try to come out for that event if you can, noon to 2 at Cafe Americano. When we come back, top of the hour, I know we got Jim McMahon going to join us at some point. Uh, Tim Brown, Tim Brown's going to check in. And we'll get to more and more of our conversation of Super Bowl 58. And Anthony Munoz is coming up. One of my favorites. I think the guy I've interviewed the most in my 26 years on Radio Row is Anthony Munoz. That's also coming up next hour right here on the flagship of the Silver and Black, Raider Nation Radio.